thing, those sheets. There. It's the same sheet. What do I need this for? It's... Honest to, honest to God. Oh, with the correct date, yeah. The first date. That's always good when the first thing you see in the sheet is wrong, right? Why'd you throw it there for? Everybody can see it. Nobody can see What's wrong it. with you? It's Blair and Barker. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, can, nobody can see it. Nobody can see it, trust me. That's a strike. What'd you do in your off day? Nothing. It's an off day? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Jay's didn't play yesterday. He didn't watch, didn't watch the Astros and the Rays? I did. He did. The Bills. Congratulations to the Astros for winning the, Eagles. the division. Oh, you watched the NFL? A little. Did you, Back and forth. Yeah. How much, uh, how much of your soul did you use watching that? None of it. Did you lose? Didn't think twice about it. Yeah. Oh, well. Astros are pretty good, though. You know, oh, Uh-oh. is that somebody important? No, no. Sure? No, I don't think it is. No, let's just check. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> just want to make tell, sure. He's telling me nice shirt. <laughs> That's uh, The Jays had... <laughs> <laughs> the J- the, ah, stay uh, hot. If only you knew what I had to put up with this morning. If yeah, only yeah, you knew. You know, traffic here, it's almost like when you get to work, you got to have like a 10-minute break in the dark with your eyes closed, just by yourself. You just it's not. Take, take a moment. It's just a to big get city with that. a lot of construction. After you just went through it. It's like every construction worker they took from like a 100-mile radius you ever and just construction them right workers, in the middle of one spot. One spot. Well, this it's a big city, and and it's got winter, and you got to get the roads fixed. That's what it is. Now, it'd be nicer they didn't fix all the roads going east-west in the same day. I mean, it okay. can't be that hard to get something planned. You think so? I, the city doesn't do planning well. Uh. Anyhow, enough bitching. It's about me, Jeff. It's all about the, you. The I know dark, it's about eyes you. closed. I know it's you need a moment. The uh, Jays open a two games. I need a moment, all right. The Jays open a two-game <laughs> series against you. the Philadelphia me. Phillies tonight. Eric Kratz. A former teammate of Barker's, Ugh. along with about 300 other people. Eric yeah, yeah. Kratz, Lucky Phillies him. analyst, will join us at 11 o'clock. Caleb Joseph, was he ever a teammate of yours? No. Okay, he'll join us anyhow at 1130. He's younger than me. That's true. And Jeff Blum, Astros TV analyst and World Series champion, played against him, will uh, be along. Some. You played against him. I Blum. covered him when he was with the Expos. Good he'll join us. The Astros uh, beating the Rays last night, clinching the American League East title and... It really is. We did talk about this. In addition to bitching about everything, we did talk about the Astros and the Rays when we came on air. And you watch, you, you just watch the Astros. and then They're you, way better than everybody yeah. else. Like, uh, that's th- all you can say. You think they're better than the Dodgers? I, I think they are. I think I, they are. I, I think, think they're better than the Dodgers. I think they have more pitching. And you're they're predictable, I think, a little bit more when it comes to that side of the ball. But offensively, athleticism, the Dodgers have enough of that to you, make up for what they don't have. You made a great point about their lineup, though. And our friend, our friend Brian Anderson did the uh, color last night on the Rays uh, telecast with Dwayne Stats. And they, he also talked about this, but a little differently than you did about how he, he, he said the Astros are really hard to pitch to. Because not, you're yeah. going to say, of course, they're hard to pitch. They have good hitters. But you see something else about the Astros hitters, in addition to the well, fact well, that they're good hitters. Well, it's, just look at their lineup. It's like you go down their lineup and you think about if you're pitching against them, how would you get them out? Well, every single one of those guys, you have to get them out differently. Like, so it's like, like the Braves World Series for, lineup like, last like year. Like Altuve, you'd pitch differently. Alvarez, you'd pitch differently. Bregman, differently. Tucker, differently. Like you have to go and you'd have to have four pitches to get every single one of those guys out, right? It can't be the same two pitches right. down and away and to a bunch of the same kind of hitters. And you can't change the sequence to try that's, to trick him or anything like that. That's why. Maybe first time through, but after that, 
you better be locating, adding, subtracting, and all the things that good pitchers have to do against. I mean, I, it's borderline great hitters. Like you, you look at that. that I love, really Alvarez are. got thirty-seven big ones. Altuve's got twenty-eight. Kyle Tucker. I'll ask you a question. Kyle Tucker. Who would you rather have leading off, Altuve or Springer? Oh, Altuve. That quick? Huh? Not even close. Wow. No, I'm on the, I, I, I'm on the I, fence I think about that. Number, I'm not sure. The numbers, I think, bear that out, don't they? Yeah, he's got 25 homers. I mean, he's hitting for a higher average. I think he plays a little bit more, which is a bigger deal. Uh, yeah, I, I don't RBIs, think that's... RBIs, I mean, he's leading off. So I, don't don't think that's I don't think that's an insult to George I ask you another question. Want I'd rather bad. have Aaron Judge for your life. George For your Springer. life, want it bad. Who you want? Springer or Altuve? Without the... Me against you. Can I take Jordan and Alvarez? No, over you cannot. I, I didn't ask that question. One at bat, like one, depending one, on it. Yeah, Altuve. Oh, really? Why? Wow, I don't know. Altuve. That's a great. It's a. It makes you think about it, though. Altuve. It? But Altuve's really good. He is really and good, he's, and he plays every day. He plays most of the time. Yeah. Yes. So more, more than Springer. I if I'm gonna. I mean, I hate to say this, but. <laughs> If I'm going to have one guy coming up to the plate with my life in his hands, I'd like to know he'd be in the lineup that day. <laughs> I, I, honestly, it'd be nice. I put my life in George Springer's hands. Oh, he's off today. Uh, load management. Load management. You're dead thanks to load management. Huh. Uh, anyhow, the Astros beating the Rays yesterday. Of course I did. Uh, for nothing. And uh, they have clinched the... American League West. With everything. Them. Everything. <laughs> the New York Mets get into the playoffs. Max Scherzer perfect through six and then leaves uh, because you're just coming off the IL with the with he's the really good oblique too. injury. Yeah, he, he's he's fairly good, you might say. So the standings as we uh, wait the games of September 20th, huh. Mark Boffo. Who pitches game one for the Mets? Never mind that. The Yankees are 88 and 58. Who cares? The, uh, Who pitches game one for the Mets? Jays are 83 and 64. DeGrom. The Jays are 83 and 64. <laughs> really? Tampa Bay is now 82 and 65. They are six and a half out of the Eastern lead. Baltimore, they lost as well. They're yeah, 12 can... back. Uh, Minnesota, seven out. Uh, yeah, they're done too. They're done too. Yeah, yeah. Health. Bad. Health. Health is bad. Yeah. And uh, the Mariners won yesterday, so the wild card oh. standings are as follows: the blue. I think, and I think this is it. Like if you look at the I fan graphs and look at the percentages, these three teams are making Home the playoffs. Advantages. Yeah. Up these grabs. these three teams are making the playoffs. I don't think there is a wild card race anymore. I don't either. Uh, certainly not for the Blue Jays. There's no wild card race anymore. Toronto is a game and a half up. They're 83 and 64. <clears throat> Tampa's got one less win, one more loss. They're a half game back at Toronto. Seattle's 81 and 65. And uh, they are five up on the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles' tragic number, the number to be eliminated, is 12. Tragic. <laughs> but I think we're pretty safe in saying even, boy, even, even, even the American League Central, Cleveland's got a, what, a four-game lead now on it'd Chicago. Be yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be awfully tough. So it looks as if that, that'll be your playoff seedings, the Yan Houston Yankees, Cleveland, and then the three – the three wild card teams. <laughs> Guardians end the season with six against your Kansas City Royals. <laughs> like, I mean, some of these teams, who they face. Who else, is, do, they, who else do they have coming? They've got the White Rays, Sox Texas, soon, don't they? White Sox. White they, Sox is next. Texas, yeah. Rays, Kansas City. So how many? It, it, White Sox has got the Guardians, the Tigers, the Twins, the Padres, and the Twins again. 
The Twins have Kansas City, the Angels, the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I think the Kansas City's over. So it would be the Angels, the White Sox, the Tigers, and the White Sox. You still sticking to you'd rather play, you'd rather have home field advantage in the wild card than go to Cleveland? No question. Absolutely. Make them come here. Good luck. Today's pitching matchup, we'll see Ross Stripling against Kyle Gibson. Kevin Gossman goes tomorrow against Zach Wheeler. 7.07 is the first pitch, and the Jays are off to Tampa for a four-game series. Then they come home to play the Yankees and mm. the Red Sox. And, boy, the season is almost... Uh, 15 games left. Season's almost over at that point. The Mariners are... They have the Angels again today? No. They don't no, have the they, they, have, they have three with Kansas City. Right. No, they have three with the A's, three with Kansas City, three with Texas, yeah, that's three right. with the A's, yeah, yeah. four with the Tigers. And the, Yan- uh-huh, the Yankees uh-huh. have the Yankees have the Pirates. The Yankees have the Pirates as well. Um thinking back to what we were talking about a little bit yesterday with uh with John Schneider and understanding that Alejandro Kirk will be in the lineup tonight, according to John Schneider, in some sure. in some Form, whether it's Springer probably a point center, catching. I would think, after the day off. Y- you would hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get the sense Lourdes is coming back uh, this series that we may... I, I think the best case scenario for him is you may see him towards the end of the Tampa series or or maybe even maybe even in Toronto. You given any more thought to the, to the order when all these guys are back? Because I know we talked about uh, to John about it yesterday. And the two things you said that I found interesting, you talked about the order. You also talked about Manoa and admitted that the standings are going to dictate how they use Alec Manoa as well. Okay, first, which I found a little first surprising. Three with Kirk, first four with Kirky healthy are taken care of. Yeah. Who hits fifth? Who it's, it's either Chapman or Teoscar. You're picking your poison there. So you got either that. So you'd flip. I'll, I'll put Teoscar hitting fifth. I'll put Chapman hitting sixth. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll put uh, Lourdes hitting seventh. Yep. I would put Jansen hitting eighth because he'd be catching. And, es- Kirk, and be whoever's DH-ing. playing second is Springer is be playing center. Espinal be hitting ninth. Ninth. Yeah. How's that? So for me, it's it's two spots. Who do you hit fifth? That's your question. Based on what? John Schneider was saying about Teoscar Hernandez, calling him one of our dudes. Yeah, big I, statement. I, it, I, it is. I, I think they're going to stick with. I think they're going to stick with Teoscar in uh, one of those one of those responsible spots. I would think he'd be fifth in the well, order behind. I mean, Kirk. You, you you might want to start trying to eliminate if you're. Holy wait, I think. Hold on, talk a little. I messed it up. Talk a little. I can sing. Okay, no, go. Oh, it's, this, it's, is this your dented? No, back? no, it's not, yeah. You threw it at me. I, well, so I, I, give you I my flipped bat. it. You can't catch it. No, you flipped it, and it started turning in circles. Nobody can catch a bat like that. Every time you flip a I bat to somebody, like you grab it at the big part, and you flip it to them. You know why you do that? It's so they can catch it like that. You don't flip it to them when it's spinning, and then you go, oh, why did you catch it? That's So you don't do that. That's, right. that's bad. You need to learn how to, if you're going to do it, oh, and I be just one thought, of the boys. I don't want to be. You know, what, what if somebody asks when you're standing around the cage, Hey, don't throw me your bat, and you it. grab it and flip it, and then, like, you hit somebody's finger, and their fingers hurt. Go get your Jeff own, go get your own damn bat. I did that intentionally. I don't think Put you did. Put a spin on it. I don't think you did. did. Anyhow, go ahead. I, I think it is a lot with Teoscar. It is 
sort of the what the lower half does, the upper half follows, right? That's sort of everybody's swing. But for him, because he does have a little lower half turn with the knee, the hands sort of have to stay, the shoulder has to stay in line towards the target where he wants the barrel to end up. Sometimes when he rotates a little bit too much, he loses length, he loses bat speed, he loses being able to use both eyes, seeing the baseball, he tends to chase. When he chases, he doesn't hit the ball as hard as he wants to hit the baseball. So I just think better direction, you know, stay a little bit more in line with where you want the ball to end up. He does that. Hit him fifth. If he doesn't do that, the way Chapman's been hitting, you may have to hit him fifth. You're going to keep him in the lineup. I don't have to hit him fifth, do I? Like, yeah. One of your guys hitting the buck 96 in September? Two for his last 26? I don't know. Does that sound like one of your guys? I mean, it's about winning. You want to get home field advantage? Who's my best five guys? Let me ask you right now. Today, be honest with me. Is Teoscar one of the top no, five hitters Cha- you I have? I would put Chapman Then in there front you of go. Him. There's your answer. I would put Chapman in that's front of That's how him. you answer all these questions, and that's how John's doing it. In in his office going, mm, okay, first four, swing I got path. that. First you four, no, he's path. not doing I mean, I know he says that. Uh, let's be, I, that's the bottom of the order, other than Jansen. That's the bottom of the order. That's the second baseman, whoever that is. That, that, that's, I'll take seven pitch out. And I, all that stuff. That stuff. But the first five, who can get it down and get it singing? Who's the best at that? And if you can really look right at me, right at me, Jeff, huh? and not smile and laugh and say that Teoscar is one of the top five no, hitters on not. your team right now today, and you not, hit him fifth. If no. the answer to that is, eh, you know, it is two for 26 and 196 in September. No. And, and the other thing. Answer. But it's not happening. It, for whatever reason, when Chapman's not hitting cleanup, he tends to be further down in the order, like sixth or seventh. It's not fifth, which is odd, right? Yeah. Sort of don't want kind of the same kind of hitter back-to-back maybe. Uh, should also mention, by the way, because I uh, skipped this in the opening. Sorry about that. I went on my rant. Traffic. Yeah. Find my happy place at work with the lights. <laughs> The uh, Dodgers, I'm not telling the you Dodgers that also clinched. Of course they did. They did that in like uh, April. The division. Yeah, they did. They did that. Like, that's a surprise. It is kind of interesting how the divisions are. I, I mean, I, I guess, is there is there a division? I guess the Central is a division race. I, I guess. I but would say the American League East is better, closer than the Central, would be my guess. Yeah. No, but, but it just. This is the first year of expanded playoffs, and it is having an impact on the wild card. But we, you know, you've got two weeks left in the season, and you've got basically four divisions. The division titles are sewing up. Yeah, for the it, most part. It's, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what that says necessarily. Um, you know, it. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I I expected a little more drama. I'm not complaining because the Jays are I likely going to make the playoffs, but I expected a little more there's drama. There's plenty of that. I expect, foot advantage. I expected there to be a few more. Who, who's going to play Cleveland? I expected, who's going there to play be the few, I expected there'd be a few more teams on the fringes of the wild card. I really, and, and I guess the, look, I really under, I, I really, really overestimated the White Sox, you know, the Twins, 
they had a lot of like the Braves, of the issues. Mets. That's that's something. The Phillies, who are they going to play? That they can't beat the Braves or the Mets. So if they do in the wild card, have yeah, to go but the to point face one is, of those two teams. The like, point is, you know who's in the playoffs for the most part, other than I guess the Padres and Brewers. You know who's in the playoffs with two weeks left. You know, we didn't last year. We didn't know who was going to be in the playoffs last year. The Jays were in it. So you don't right like it. The no, I'm just saying. I find it a little. I find it a little odd that there's not as much of a. There aren't as many teams involved in it as I thought there'd be. And it's, you know, look, the the Astros and the Dodgers are really good teams. The Yankees were the best team in baseball for the longest part of the year. So maybe that's understandable. Maybe that's understandable. But I didn't she think there'd be more teams fighting for a wild card spot? Like really fighting, not five back, but within two games of the wild card not spot. Not really. I think that's the best teams in baseball, really. I mean, the, the the Cardinals are a really good team. I, is that a surprise? Are they a surprise? I guess it's numerically. I, I guess I'm looking at the Central. So I, I thought I thought I, I thought Chicago, thought Minnesota would be, really be better. Good, but health and manager and <laughs> it's I, I I think the best teams are showing up. Like the Twinkies. The beginning of the season, were you pumped up about that? I maybe the Guardians. I the Guardians for me might be the surprise, just because of the their offense. They don't hit homers. 2022, everybody hits homers. They haven't gone away. So I, you, don't, you know, it's the it's the scrappy, put it in play, hustle your way into wins, really good pitching, a great closer. Like you sort the a, Orioles you can throw in there. It you know, be that. a pain in the ass in the playoffs, I guess, the Guardians. I guess. You know, for me, this is just me. But I think that time of the year, if my players are better than your players, most of the time, I'm going to beat you. And now there's an occasion where that's not the case. Like the Braves, I guess, last year you could have thrown in there. I mean, they got hot down the stretch, and they had a bunch of guys that you would think, man, really, they're this, this good? No, they're not really this good, but they're really good at that time. When these other teams, like the Rays got really good pitching. They got better pitching than most teams got. That gives them a chance to win a lot of games. The Mariners, everywhere, health now is an issue with the Mariners. So that mm-hmm. schedule all of a sudden got tougher. Because of some guys that are not there, that might cost them home field advantage. That's what I said. You'd rather play if you're the Jays. Get the Mariners to come to the Rogers Center. Good luck. I like, I'll take my chances three games there. The Rays, same with the Rays. If you're the Jays, you don't want to go to the Trop. Nobody can win there. Play stinks. Like, I don't want to go there. So, I, for me anyway, I just think it's, it's fun to watch how these teams, even managers that we, we cover every single day, like John. Mm-hmm. throwing his eighth-inning guy against Pittsburgh in the fifth inning. Like, these games matter that time of the year now that you use guys you normally don't use, and I think it's, I think it's cool. And, speaking, and, the, and the expanded playoffs has spe- helped that. Speaking of the Mariners, Julio Rodriguez missed a third game, third straight game yesterday with a sore back. Back is no... No, and a guy you've talked about, Cal Rowley, was out of the lineup with the, what they're calling a sore left thumb. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I don't know if you saw it. He had, I think it was, I'm trying to look. I think it was Wednesday. He had a, a head first slide and um, yeah, stopped doing just kind of his, his thumb. So, uh, yeah, he's a switch hitter. He's better from the left side. Left thumb. Worse for a left-handed hitter than, a, than having a sore right thumb. I think your thumb is, I mean, I used to try, because I have thumb issues too. You put your thumb off the barrel, off the barrel sort anyway. of up in the air, but it's the rotation of when you take your swing, right? Because most good hitters don't 
keep it this way. They try. Right. But a lot of the times you don't, depending on where the pitch is at and if you're off balance. And you sometimes have a roll. Whenever you roll, where's your thumb go? It rolls with your hand. So it's really hard to keep it out of the way unless you duct tape it. I used to duct tape it to my bat and have to carry my bat to first. Just to the no, bat, really. Just no, I was trying to go to the big leagues. So I would do any. That's why I'm by. You think I was kidding when I said go to Home Depot and buy you a whole bucket of duct tape. I'm not kidding. You would like, duct tape Absolutely. The I've done my my wrist that way, too, because I had tendonitis in my wrist one time, and I couldn't pick up a five-pound weight, and I was fighting to get in the show. Like I, so you I would duct tape so your I wrist. So I duct tape my wrist. You know, they used the white tape, yeah. which for me never worked. So I would duct tape it to make it tighter just for me to be able to get take a couple of but, swings. But and I'm it intrigued. was my left hand. It was my top hand. I'm intrigued about you actually taped the thumb to the I bat. Did. I did. Just because my thumb was hurting so bad that I said, well, let's eliminate it. Could you do so that? I, you I, put I, tape on the well, bat? Well, I did it. I don't know if it worked very well. But no, I but did I mean it just it. to give myself a chance. Because I didn't have a yeah. – there was no uh, – take the day off. <laughs> no. How do you go to the big leagues? You play yeah, every not, single day. I, I, Maybe it happens. I just never heard of anybody taping their yeah. thumb to the bat. Yeah. I take Running great, down I take great base, pride that I never bat. missed a game in 16 years because I was hurt. Never. And I was hurt. Okay? okay so I just, I'm just picturing you hurt. carrying the bat down to oh, you first have to base, do what you have to do. like that. You have to do what you have to do. The pitchers would look at you a little funny until you tried to, you know, you would show them. Yeah. I can't. It won't come off. Get over it. You got a ground out. Good for you. Don't throw that again. It's the weirdest thing you've seen a hitter do to try to play hurt. Is there anything that, that I mean, taping the thumb to the bat, uh, other people may have done it. It's entirely possible. Anything you've seen that was really just, oh, can't believe the dude's doing that to play. Not real. I mean, that, the wrist thing is the, you know, the tape up to, mm-hmm. like, if you have the higher the tape you go. I mean, that. but that's special occasions. I would think that happens less now. Right. Because there's less minor leagues, you know. There's there's you're 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 either good, you're in the organization, yeah. right, or you're not in the organization, right. right? So my first obviously couple of years, I was big time. Like I'm, I don't want to, I'm not. Yeah, you were in the top, heart, but I was. Yeah. So, so you're gonna get really treat- mad. I wasn't duct taping my thumb. Yeah. Like I didn't do it then. But when I got traded the first time to the pod race, and then the prospect thing went away from my name, and they took a little eraser and raced that off, and it was no longer, and I had to prove myself, I'm duct-taping my thumb to my bat because I'm trying to go to the big leagues. I'm no longer a prospect. They don't care about me. I'm just another name. That's the difference. So you got to, you know, you got to make sure you're trying to. So you, you were, as a prospect, you were treated better by the organization. No question. You get paid more. You get more opportunities. You get better access. I can remember spring training. you get training. better access to the trainers? No. That's no, that's that's some kind of union violation. Okay. I, I I I can remember when I was a prospect and I was in spring training, and I was having I was left-handed and I was trying to figure out how to hit left. As far as they knew, I couldn't hit left-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. I got two hundred seventy-five homers in the minor leagues and can't hit left-handed pitching. Go figure. Uh, tell you what, the Brewers were cooking. I would run from field to field like mm-hmm. the A-ball team be running. I was on AAA. Right. I'd be done. I'd run down there and get in at bat. Yeah. Lefty, you know, you'd have the guy on the full court. <laughs> Barker, field two. six. <laughs> so I'd, you know, I ground out the second. And here I'd go up the little hill, try to go to field, whatever. Take a swing off that. And it was, you know, the only, that's because I was a prospect. The only time I remember that is, is um, Kevin Pillar. That Kevin Pillar, they had this thing that they wanted Kevin Pillar. And it might have been Ryan Goins. 
to work on bunting. So they took both of them yeah, over to Fort Sears, and it was to work on bunting. They took sure. both of them over to the Yankees minor league complex, and they had Pilar, and we were over there because it was it was an off day, and we're looking for a story. So Pilar would take in a bat of this field. To bunt? To bunt. Just to bunt. Just to bunt. He'd take in a bat to this field to bunt. Did it and work? Then, yeah, I mean, I, 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 held, I mean, in games, no. But that he wanted to work in his bunting. He wanted to work on, on bunt hits. Really? He'd do that. Then he go to the other field. So you would then take the bus to this was a this was a play thing. The Yankees just to butt. It was a point and yeah, and it was the Yankees minor leaguers. It was a, it was a minor leaguers. Oh, and he was going from field to field. And that's all. And that's mm. all he was doing. That's I, I mean, make you scratch your head a little. Well, I mean, they have machines, cages. They wanted backfields. they wanted to do it in a game, man. You could bunt for a single in a game. <laughs> really? I don't know how many he got, but I remember I, I remember the day quite quite spectacularly because as I said there was here and here there might have even been three fields. It's, it was one of those quadruplexes. No, I, I think that. the Yankees I never did had. that, but that's the that's the weirdest thing I've ever done is run from field to field with the guy you know uh, you know in the middle where they have the big tower and you stand in the tower and you yell and scream, but it's like Parker Field, and then I have to run over there. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. That, it was crazy. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the minor league complex in spring training that that is really you get paid nothing. You get paid nothing. Nothing. You nothing. get you get crap food. Crap. Real crap. Food. Like like Subway that's not Subway, and it's they give they don't even give you the foot long. It, they cut it in half so they can give half to that buddy and, and half to you. Guys used to get <laughs> like chicken noodle soup, an apple, yeah, and a banana. No, I'd never do that. Guys chicken used to do that. Soup? Yeah, that was no, like I'd back in the back in the in like the like a 80s. big bucket of chicken. They'd and everybody a, just come by and it was like it was like being in prison. No, seriously, they did. <laughs> yeah, that's what they good. had. It wasn't good. It was no. I'm I'm not saying that the minor league food was just was horrid and. It was. I always used to do that once every spring training, just because you really did get a sense of what guys go through to to get up to the majors, and uh, it's work, man. I, I I tell people you follow follow a, follow a dude around in minor league spring training. It is, is work. A catcher in in the oh, minor league insane. is that's just insane. that's nuts. Even like I even in the majors, poor, it's poor insane. guys. No, it's not. Come on, Jeff. It's, they yeah. have like dudes that that's all they do in spring training is to catch bullpens. Well, they have guys who that that's not on the team. But so it's, come on, the no, it's not as bad as the minor leagues. It's not as bad as the minor leagues. Can't show up at no seven. Got to be here at nine. Can't yeah. get up too early to come catch that bullpen now. Uh, Jeff Blum is the Astros TV analyst. He was a World Series champion with the 2005 Chicago White Sox. The Astros beating the Rays yesterday, doing the Jays a solid. The Jays were off. Uh, so the, the Astros beating the Rays, clinching a playoff berth and uh, clinching a division title, actually. I think they're fourth in five years, fifth in six years. Something That's it, like the last one. six years. There you go. Yeah, they're a good team. Uh, they they are they are very good, and they're going to be good for a while. Jeff Blum joins us next. It's Blair and Barker. We're going to go and tape our thumbs to something. Blair and Barker on Sportsnet Five Ninety, the Fed Sportsnet. That didn't sound right. Sportsnet Three Sixty, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Starting Monday, be sure to tune into the J.D. Bunkus podcast weekday mornings at nine on Sportsnet Five Ninety, the Fan, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We've got 
uh, tickets to give away to the <laughs> September 28th game against the Yankees. I'm keeping that home run ball, too, by the way. We've had this debate. <laughs> the judge home run ball. Barker says he'll keep it if he get it. He would, <laughs> he would keep it if he got it. I, of course, would return it immediately. Sure you would. For an all-expense-paid trip to New York <laughs> and box seats to a playoff game at Yankee Stadium. Plus a limo ride. He'd say keep it. And <laughs> I'm good. I'd also wouldn't mind a gift certificate to the Yankee shop. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he'd say keep it. <laughs> and the steakhouse they have at Yankee Stadium. Thank you, Lance. That for sure. I might even do that uh, instead of the limo ride. I might I might take the subway if I could if if they really? could comp me with a, a steak dinner there. Subway in New York? Anyhow. Uh, the Houston Astros clinched their fifth division title in six seasons last night, beating the Tampa Bay Rays for nothing. Um, some first timers on, uh, on, on this team. Uh, I was just thinking about that. You know, you got, you got Trey Mancini, uh, Christian Vasquez. Well, he's not a first timer. He's obviously one with the Red Sox. Jeremy Pena in particular. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, alongside guys like Bregman, Altuve, and, and Verlander, who've uh, been there for a while. Jeff Blum is the Astros TV analyst. He is, of course, a former World Series champion with the 2005 Chicago White Sox. He joins us on Blair and Barker. Jeff, thank, thank you for doing this. So where would, you, where would you put this division title in terms of I'm not going to say a surprise. I think we all thought the the, the Astros were going to run away with the West. But just in terms of its uniqueness, because of the new guys that have come in and, you know, because they've had Verlander hurt, they didn't have um, brain fart. The Kerb McCullers uh, for a large part of the season as well. Where would you put this title? How would you rank it? Uh, it's good to be on with you guys again. And, and as far as ranking it, I think it would be, you know, one of the – Obviously, 17 was special just because that was the first time that they won the American League West since moving to the West, moving to the American League in 2013. So that was special. So I would put it right behind that one, just in the sense that in 2018, the expectation was there because a lot of the roster was returning. And then you had 2019 when you have the addition of Garrett Cole and you still had Carlos Correa, George Springer, and a lot of the core group of guys still intact and winning and this was going to be the first season that you didn't have Carlos Correa along with getting used to not having George Springer in center field Justin Verlander was a question mark in spring training how would he bounce back from Tommy John like you said Lance McCullers Jr. was a big question mark so you know would this young pitching staff be able to establish itself and then some of the additions in the bullpen the Rafael Monteros the Hector Neris's you know would they be able to contribute as as they had hoped and they have far exceeded any expectation any of us had in spring training. So the fact that they're here and not just won the American League West, but blew the doors off the American League West, I think is what's most surprising and most fun about this season. In the playoffs, who starts game three? Hmm. Man, that's a good question. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that that's part of the fun that we get to sit back and talk about and kind of speculate on because, you know, if you expect the Astros to, to get the best record, they're going to have home field advantage through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so they'll have the first two games at home. So you would imagine Justin Verlander, your ace, is going to lead off. And then I actually suspect that Lance McCullers Jr. would be that oh. second guy in the rotation just because he's so good at home. His home, num- home numbers in his career in the playoffs are off the charts. So I think putting him in a comfortable environment would enhance his, his production. 
And then, you know, you could move Framber Valdez to that three spot, start mm. him on the road because his road wow. numbers have been absolutely off the charts too. Yeah. Yeah, you could play it. And then you could base the, the way the schedule looks at first glance, at least you could actually theoretically, you could play it so that Verlander gets normal rest for game four if you needed him. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. So then, okay, if you do that, what do you do with Urquidy Garcia, Javier? And, and I'll ask you about, <laughs> I'll ask you about this guy oh, because he's been impressive. I mean, I don't know. Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown. Yeah. How, how do you keep him? How do you keep him off the roster? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it, it, that's where this season has been so unique is that the pitching staff has been absolutely blow away, lights out. Their matchups have been beautiful. You know, Josh Miller, the pitching coach for the Astros, has done a good job of preparing these guys. And now you've got situations where you literally have to look at the matchup and see who does match up. But like you guys said, you know, Christian Javier is a guy that's all of a sudden turned into a strikeout machine. And to yeah. be brutally honest, you know, I know you guys are north of the border and there's a potential for a Blue Jays-Astros matchup. I like Javier against the Blue Jays just because he's good against right-handed hitters. Yeah. He's got late life on that fastball, and he's got swing and miss ability. So do you start him in a Blue Jays series and then move him to a bullpen in a, in a previous or later series? Mm. I don't know, but th those are some unbelievable problems to have. Uh, but I think you're right in the sense that Hunter Brown may actually complicate the situation a little bit because his stuff has shown to be so good here in the three outings that we've seen him. Did they? Ex Sorry, Kevin. I'm just yeah. going to jump in here. Did, did they expect that out of Hunter Brown? I know he was, you know, he was highly touted, but did they expect that out of him that it would that it would play so so quickly at the big league level? I think. You know what? I'm not sure. I think that we all had hopes. You know, we were pretty comfortable. I think the organization was pretty comfortable with what they have, and they said, "Hey, we've got this guy down here who's had an electric uh, summer." Why don't we give him a shot? Because if he does live up to the billing or what we expect, we can actually use him in pretty good way in the, in the, during the season. So I don't know if the expectation was there, but the anticipation was definitely there. And he, like I said, he's far exceeded what he's been able to do because the poise that I've seen on the mound, he got to pitch in Tampa Bay. Granted, the environment will be a little bit different if it is a postseason matchup. But he got to face a postseason caliber team in the Tampa Bay Rays, mm. and he went out there, showed a lot of poise. The fastball was in the upper 90s. He's got this wicked slider that comes in at 92 to 94 that I didn't even know he had. And then he's got a, a put-away curveball, and he had, you know, he had Jose Siri on the base pass, a, a speed threat. He steals second on him, didn't sweat, continued to attack hitters and put him away. But uh, I think that he's exceeded the expectation and really put him in a tough spot because they, I think they feel that he can compete in a postseason even as young as he is. Jeff, how does the first five in the order go for the playoffs? Oh, you know what? You know, it, losing Michael Brantley during the course of the season was, yep. was really frustrating because, you know, we all like to play what-ifs. Mm -hmm. And if Michael Brantley was in that two spot, this lineup would be absolutely dominant. Crazy. But I think it's kind of it is crazy. It's yeah. kind of fun to see though Jeremy Pena move into that second spot in the order. And I think that's really helped him in the sense that he's gotten better pitches to hit earlier in the lineup. I think later in the lineup they they did a good job of throwing him a lot of off speed, getting a young hitter like Jeremy Pena to chase some sliders off the plate. And they weren't too worried about pitching to him because you had, you know, Martin Maldonado behind him, Chaz McCormick behind him. But now you have Jose Altuve hitting in front of him. If he gets on base, he's a stolen base threat, so the potential to see more fastballs is there. Behind him, you have Jordan Alvarez, who's an absolute monster, and you don't want to face uh, him with two guys on base, so you're going to see better pitching. 
So that's really benefited him. So Altuve going to Jeremy Pena and then going to Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker is just the logical uh, idea to have out there because you're going to have those guys that can be table setters or be a threat to to strike early like we saw last night with Jose Altuve in a leadoff home run. He's got 11 of them this year. So you've got to be careful how you pitch to him. Uh, Jeremy Pena has the opportunity to, to get a mistake and do damage. But those first five hitters, I think, is pretty much a lock with Tucker being in that five spot. Where's the weakness? There has to be one. Where is it? It, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I think the weakness, to be brutally honest, is in center field. You know, the loss of George Springer, I feel like since George left and went to Toronto, there has been this search for who's not somebody who's going to replace George, but who's going to play a competent center field defensively and provide a good at bat. I still think they're trying to find that guy. Uh, Jose Siri was a phenomenal defender. You guys know that, seeing him in the American League East. Uh, but his at-bats can be a little sketchy sometimes. He'll chase a lot. He'll, he'll swing and miss a lot. So that's kind of frustrating, and that could create a hole. You know, Chaz McCormick has shown flashes of ability, and he's done a great job against left-handed pitching. But, Barker, you know this. I mean, you're facing 75% right-handed pitching that's in the it. major league. So yep. it really limits the opportunity to have him facing left-handed pitching, especially in the playoffs. And he plays a he plays a good enough center field. Mauricio Dubon is a converted infielder to center field who plays behind Justin Verlander. So center field is that weak spot. And then, you know, depending on the the catching situation, I think Christian Vasquez provides a phenomenal at bat. This guy his his baseball awareness is probably what's not surprised me, but what has impressed me the most about him. He can hit behind guys. Uh, he can maneuver at bats. He can work counts. There's no stress when he gets to two strikes, so he's a tough at bat. But then you have Martin Maldonado, who handles his pitching staff as good as anybody I've ever seen. So if there were holes or weaknesses, it would be center field and maybe maybe behind the plate, depending on who you have at the ditch. What has Trey Mancini uh, contributed to this team? I know we, Kevin and I talked about this, the number he's, he's got. I think he's got eight home runs in like 38 games. Um, batting average isn't, isn't what you'd want it to be, but what has he contributed to this team? He's actually been, believe it or not, I mean, this guy's a veteran in the big league, spending all that time with uh, the Baltimore Orioles and, and putting up good regular season numbers. But this guy's actually been an infusement of uh, of energy, of excitement. This guy, mm-hmm. I didn't realize this guy literally walked around with a smile on his face no matter what he's doing in the game or where he's gone that day. And this guy shows up to the clubhouse uh, has a smile on his face, says wonderful things about his teammates, says wonderful things about the organization. And then every once in a while he goes out and, you know, drops bombs on you. And he seems thoroughly uh, engaged in what the Astros are doing. And he moves into this lineup where he's provided pop. But I don't think the expectation, especially this day and age in, in, in the modern game, the expectation is don't worry about the batting average if you produce every once in a while. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Trey's done. And I love the fact uh, that he's a threat. You know, he may not be that guy that's going to put together a phenomenal at bat, but he's a threat. You make a mistake, there's a threat that he could he could do damage, and I think that's the idea of having Trey here. Astros, oh sorry, Jeff. Astros win the World Series. What happens to Dusty? Man, there, there's a couple of things that could could happen. He's he's already stated that he would love to hang around and try and go for a second title. Mm-hmm. But you know, I wonder I wonder if in hindsight, if he does get that championship, if it turns into you know, riding off into the sunset because he he's accomplished being a hall of famer with the 2000 wins and his playing career, his managerial career. And then the icing on the cake, like we all know, it's so hard to leave this game on top 
and it would literally leave him on top if he won that World Series championship. But I don't know. Sometimes that makes guys more hungry. I don't know. There's a lot to be determined. Yeah, Jeff, really good of you to join us. Good stuff as always, my friend. Be well. Thanks, Jeff. Have fun. No, I I appreciate it. It's been a blast, and hopefully we talk again later. We will for sure. Take care. Jeff Blum is the Astros TV analyst, uh, World Series champion with the 2005 Chicago White Sox. It was interesting hearing hearing him talk about – uh, hearing Jeff talk about Trey Mancini because one of the things the Yankees did so well when they were winning World Series is they would bring in Brian Cashman believed that it was important to freshen the roster a bit and sure. and how do you do that well there's two ways you can bring in young aggressive guys or you can bring in veterans who haven't won mm-hmm. and who are you know quote unquote good people and it worked it worked for the, I always tell the story about David Justice joining the Yankees. Yeah. You know, you, you can always bring guys in and that, that freshness, that, that different viewpoint. You know, in the case of Christian Javier, I was just looking at his numbers. You know, he's got a 271 batting average. That's second among AL catchers. <clears throat> got 16 caught stealings this year. So he's won before. So he's different than Trey Mancini in that he's won with the Red Sox. But still... Pardon me. You're bringing new, you're bringing new guys in to a team. You know, there's so much history with the Astros. They've won division titles. They've won World Series. They've lost World Series. They've been embarrassed and been you yeah, know, yeah. caught part of a of, of of a cheating scandal. And they've they've got, but through it all, they've made some changes. They've had that Altuve, Bregman, Gurriel. They've they've had that core of players there. And then you bring in these guys who, as he's I said, have a fresh set yeah. of eyes. He's hitting eighth. Yeah. I mean, that's length. Uh, he can run into one. And he, he gives you a bit of cover. Because Yuli Gurriel's getting older, and he's not having the best year. I he guess, gives you yeah. a little bit of, a little bit of cover. A, he's there. a veteran guy. I, I think that's the most important part of it. When the, bright, the lights are the brightest, he's not going to let that bother him. And look, I, I just don't know how you beat him. I, like, wh- where's the hole? Like, I almost, I, I, the I closer, think, maybe? I, in I'd Yankee almost, Stadium, I guess? I was going to say, you've almost got to hope that... that Somebody one, gets hurt. If you're if you're facing them, I would think health, and they beat themselves you've almost, somehow. you got to almost got to hope that one of their closers spits out the bit. You know, like a guy like Stanek or, or, or a guy like... like Presley. Presley, one of, their, one of their relievers, one of their late-inning guys. I guess. You've almost got to hope that, but... They're now, really this, good. This gets to the point, too. That that's why I asked. Uh, that's why I asked Jeff about this. You only need four starters. You don't. I mean, in, you do. Yeah, in, you're right. In, in, in certainly in the ALDS, what are you going to do with those guys? They're, they're obviously they're, obviously they're going to be in the in, in the bullpen. And Christian Javier is a guy who could pitch out of the bullpen. Hunter Brown with the 98 with the yacker. You see him throwing the oh, yacker yesterday, I, and the elevated ninety-eight. I, 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 I that's the first time that. I've seen him pitch. Me too. I, that's uh, that's he the first time I've seen stuff. him pitch, and that's an element of surprise too. Like, yeah, you know, the moment, the moment be too big for him. I, you know, well, you bring him in, clean inning. But look at the names that he's, he's like order. your fifth choice. You've he got is. Jose Urquidy. You've he got, is. and this is the thing: you've got guys who've appeared in the postseason too. Yeah. So all, in addition to to being really good, all of these guys have experience. It's crazy. It's Verlander for me is the most important part of LL. That's why I told you, you know, it's not Valdez now, it's not McCullers Jr., it's Verlander. One, four, and seven yeah. with that dude. Good luck. I almost thought about I wondered if you wouldn't go with Valdez second and go with McCullers 
with McCullers third. But McCullers, yeah, but the, the home splits, the homes, I think Jeff the home splits, on yeah. something there. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, a, I mean, come on. Verlander all over the place. And, and the run scored and the, and the, the just Man, the, you, if, Alvarez, Pena, Altuve. That's interesting because you got to figure. This is what you got to ask yourself. Ninth inning. Uh, eight, nine, one's coming up. You'd rather Pena getting that at bat than Alvarez. Remember that's what you got to ask Jeremy yourself. Jer- you remember I, Jeremy Payne, you walking it off against Jordan I, I, Romano? Yeah, but that's not, that's I, not I know, October. I know, I know. It's not October. I, that's what I'm saying. Alvarez is Alvarez. Alvarez is Alvarez. So He's maybe, an MVP maybe candidate. you move Pena down <laughs> in the order speed yeah. doing what he's doing. And you put Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman and Tucker and just squeeze them together and say, here's 25 homers, 37 homers, 88 ribbies, 99 ribbies with 28 homers. I mean, I, yeah. But you got to ask yourself, ninth inning rolls around and yeah. you're either tied or down a run. You want Pena getting it or Alvarez getting it? I know uh, what yeah, my It's definitely be. Alvarez. Yeah. There's, so you got to, that's, no that's a thing, right? There's no question. Yeah. Um, God, that's a good problem. Oh, have, it's, it's crazy. Because Pena's got 18 and 50. Yeah. 18 homers. I mean, that's, their, their team is. They don't miss Carlos Correa. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, I'm sure they do miss Carlos Correa, but they don't miss Carlos Correa as much as I thought the, they would. That's the hungry factor is Pena. He's hungry, he's really good, and he don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Like there's a lot that goes in. Remember when he when the, the Jays were, were facing the Astros, he was hitting down the order, like yeah. eighth or ninth, and now he's hitting second on the best team in the American League. I know. That's crazy. Well, the team's really good, Jeff. But the dusty factor, because there is one. I love Dusty, but the question is, right, can can he sort of, I don't want to say this the way it's going to sound, can he sort of look like John Snyder, where if you got in the fifth inning, use your eighth inning guy, the, can well, he do that in the playoffs? Let's That's be clear. The, thing. The, question about, the question about Dusty has always been his ability no to question. handle pitching. That's, what I, I, that's my I mean, point. It, it's, that's my point. Can he it do is. it? Will he do it? Does he want to do it? That's the thing, right? There's that because it comes with that. He's a. Tr- I've been around him. He trusts his older guys. Yeah, and he they're does. everywhere on his team. Well, that that's so, and your, they your got point their is, little spots. And your point is well made because all those pitchers we talked about, for the most part, they've been there for a couple of years. Yep. And so that man, that might be. I find the Blue say, Jays. I'm calling the Astros in the off season and saying, would it work? Give, me, would it work? Give, me, give me Christian Javier. It'd be, it'd be easier if they win the World Series. Give, the me, Astros, give me Christian Javier. Why would they do that? Yeah, they wouldn't. Pitching don't grow on trees. Good pitching. Well, ask they the, do. Ask the Jays. Yeah. <laughs> they do in Houston, apparently. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you got to stink for a while. The Hunter Brown. Uh, as a, That's crazy. That was the first thing. I, where, first time I saw him, I thought, whoa. How do you keep him off the ALDS Big roster? Yacker, the little cutter slider thing, and the elevated 98. I I just don't. How do you keep him off? Maybe you do because all the others you have that have been there and done it before. And really, I think it gets down to basically where would you use him? Because all of these games, all of these innings, all of these pitches matter. He would take it away from somebody else that's been there and done it before. So we're, we're, would yeah, you use only... him? In the, you ask yourself, would you use him in the seventh inning against the Yankees? Would you mm. use him in the eighth inning? Would you use him in the ninth inning? Obviously not. But would you use him in big moments? Somebody on base, do you have to give him a clean inning? Like there's a lot that goes into why yeah, and, is he and, there? And when you're 
when you're that but deep, man, he's when, you're, when you're that deep, do you do you want a guy on there that forces you to do that much thinking? Like, do you need to have a guy on there that forces you to do that? Uh, much he's got thinking? stuff, stuff plays, but it's when you got to give him bottom of the order, yeah. clean inning. Like, there's no, you don't just throw him in and say his stuff stadium. is good. Like, there's you know, yeah, in Houston, like there'd have to be because you want him to get hit the ground running, right? Yeah. I mean, his stuff is off the charts, but it's. Man, it's it's bigger. So I just it's it's crazy how much depth they have, how good they are with their depth, how good their lineup is. I mean, they're thinking about where do you put a guy that's got eighteen homers and fifty ribbies? Yeah, that's pretty good. Where do you put him? That's a pretty good problem to have. Like crazy. The uh Blue Jays will open a two game series tonight against the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies are very much in a playoff fight. They are 80 and 66. They hold down the final spot in the National League wild card, two and a half games ahead of Milwaukee. San Diego is half a game up on Philadelphia. Atlanta is way, 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 way in front. They're 11 and a half in front and uh, indeed are more interested in winning the East than they are securing the wild card spot. So the battle is between right now the Phillies, the Padres, the Brewers. Well, that's really it. That's the battle. Phillies, Padres, and Brewers, two of those teams are going to go into the wild card. One of them isn't. Clearly, it's a big series for the Philadelphia Phillies. Eric Kratz is a Phillies analyst, former MLB catcher. He'll join us next. We'll set up the Phillies and Blue Jays. It's Blair and Barker with Sportsnet 590 Defense, Sportsnet 360. Hello there, Mom. And wherever you get your favorite podcasts.